fans, I think, can sense it right now. To go inbound to Weatherspoon with one. Weatherspoon puts up the three. It's no good! The Liberty Flames are still dancing. Hand the flame to the biggest victory in school history. Georgia to inbound, gets to the AC. Deep three, pull up. He makes it Larry Blair reverse way up, up and in, and he's fouled. Man, you talk about the degree of difficulty. With two, Georgie at the buzzer. Got it! He got it! Darius McGee, a game for the ages. And Liberty wins four games in the Big South Tournament to take home the 2013 crown. Look at Bio Baxter Barrel. 25 for Colin Porter. Holmes lead. Splash. Shiloh Robinson with an effort play. And Liberty keeps on coming. A huge basket by Kyle Rowe. Got it! Pacheco with the three. Liberty, put your dancing shoes on. Well, hey, what's going on? Welcome to the A Sea of Red podcast presented by Jason Porter Real Estate, covering all of your residential and commercial real estate needs in the Lynchburg area and beyond. Nick Kirby here, joined by Dr. Will Matthews, as always. Doctor, how we doing? Good, man. How are y'all? Uh, I'm doing well. A Sea of Red founder, John Manson, how we doing? Doing good. Ready for a big show tonight. Yeah, big show, as mentioned. Ben Sutherland uh, joining the show. Ben's uh, kind of got an increased role of late uh, for our Liberty basketball teams. So we're excited to chat with Ben here in a minute. And then uh, associate uh, head coach uh, Derek Johnston. Looking really forward to talking to uh, both those guys about Liberty basketball. And starting a little bit later than normal because our, our, our reverend had some uh, pastoral <laughs> duties this evening. So... Reverend, since we're starting a little later than normal, what do you have to do to get through a show like this? Man, let me tell you, Nick, I just got me a new shipment of ironclad coffee in uh, since the last time that we talked. Uh, got the steam engine blend this time, and steam. it is it is it's very good. Uh, notes of um, uh, chocolate, notes of baking spices. Deep, robust flavor helps me get through everything. John, did you expect uh, him to tell us what notes were in the, the coffee? I did not see that coming. Well, I, didn't, I didn't see it coming. You never know what you're going to get on a cigarette after dark. Hey, yeah. well, first of all, Ironclad is great coffee. And we're not out here like shilling mortgages or anything like that. So uh, we talk about the the good folks that sponsor a sea of red sponsor Liberty Athletics, and uh, keep us caffeinated as well. Beautiful. Well, uh, as mentioned, you go to ironcladcoffee.com. Uh, the order's online. Great folks who support all things Liberty Athletics and Asia Red, so be sure to check them out. Uh, also, they got a, a location in Richmond uh, if you can go in person if you're in that area. But online is where, where most people that are watching will want to go. Make sure you get your coffees. You can be cool like Will. All right. Let's talk about some Liberty hoops because we got a big show. We want to kind of run through uh, uh, a lot here today. 
let's go through the games that we've missed since we talked last. Okay. So first off we had uh, Liberty falling 80 to 76 to Louisiana tech. This was a game on ESPN two game. Liberty led 37 30 at halftime. Um, just couldn't do enough. Uh, Louisiana tech looks, looks really, really good right now. Zach Cleveland had a monster game. Uh, Kyle Rowe got back to uh, uh, Kyle Rowe thing, shot the ball well in this one, uh, but Liberty falls in overtime. Will, just kind of looking back at this game, what was your quick thoughts on it? Well, I guess quick thought was Louisiana Tech is really good. I don't know that Liberty has the personnel to do anything with Daniel Bacho. So I think if you would have told me, hey, this game is going to be really close and go into overtime, I probably – Part of me probably would have taken that as a as a positive thing. Yeah, John. Yeah, I mean it was it was a really good game. I mean, and these these are two teams that we thought coming out of the non conference play into conference play were the top two teams in in, in the league in Conference USA, and and uh, that could be the case here in in Huntsville in in about you know five weeks, six weeks, or whatever that is for the conference tournament. And I was actually just watching. Uh, Louisiana Tech tonight. I think they just closed out against UTEP, won by about 16. And and uh, the same problems Liberty had with Bacho is the same problem UTEP had with uh, Bacho tonight, and and most of the league will have with him. He's a very skilled big man. I mean, he, he played for Texas Tech, and and uh, you know he he was a contributor for them, uh, even on that team that that made it to the uh, you know national runner up, I believe. But um. But yeah, I mean, you know, it was a good game. You know, we we led most of the way. Uh, we shot well. Um, you know that that last our offense really. It seemed like the last you know uh, four or five minutes of the game. It really just we went cold. Uh, we were forcing things. We went into more ISO than you know the way we typically play, which was you know you know not something we wanted to see, but. Um, you know, it was unfortunate that last play regulation, you know, Zach Cleveland got the ISO and didn't really get off a clean look, you know, when the game was tied and we had a chance to win it and go into overtime. But I think looking back on it, when we get to, uh, uh, you know, March or so, this this is not a game that we're going to look at and, and be scratching our head. That may be the Jacksonville State game that we do that to. But, uh, you know, Louisiana Tech's a really good team. They're going to win a lot of games. They, they're probably the front runner right now to win the regular season title in conference USA. Yeah, I think there's no question. They're, they're the front runner right now. It doesn't mean anything because uh, it's going to come down to uh, one game, probably maybe between both of these teams or between Louisiana tech and someone else. Um, and we'll see how that plays out. Uh, my, my only kind of takeaway is one thing that really kind of blew me away when I looked at this is so the first three teams that Liberty played, of course, Liberty starts zero and three in conference USA play. They're all top 100 in Ken Palm and adjusted defensive efficiency. Uh, do you know how many teams in the A Sun were top 100 last year? Uh, zero. zero, zero. And uh, there's only one team right now in in CUSA uh, that is uh, not uh, a decent team. That's not even in. Everyone is in the top 150 except for the FIU Panthers. Uh, they are at 242. So they were the one team that Liberty wanted to see uh, to get right, and this was a get right game. Um, I didn't think it was a great performance by any means, but this was a, you needed a win. You got to win. FIU is scratched is, is a scrappy team. And uh, FIU is like, it's like, man, this is, if this is the worst team in this league, maybe middle Tennessee also could be in that. But if this is the worst or second worst team in this league, my gosh, this is a lot different than, than the a sun 
Um, the A Sun, there was like five teams that were in the 300s last year, and this team was 242, and they're the dead last by a mile in this conference. Will any any takeaways from this one? Well, I don't think Middle Tennessee will stay at the bottom. Um, I, I think they're too good to stay at the bottom. But <clears throat> you know, I, last time we talked, I said I was um, troubled but not terrified at the way we were playing, and you know, just kind of a bumpy road. Um, I think if we would have lost this one, I might would have pushed <laughs> over into the terrified uh, part. But um, no, it was uh, it was good to see them kind of figure out some things offensively. The twenty six assists on twenty seven made field goals. That's just uh, like elite offense, you know. Um, so it was just a, uh, you know, it was good to see Kyle Road hitting some some clutch threes when when he really needed to. Yeah, will I? Yeah, yeah, will I agree with you? And and the twenty six assists on twenty seven made field goals. That's just insane basketball. And and I'm not sure how many times Liberty's ever done something like that. I'm not sure how many times any college basketball team, Division one, has yeah. has done something like that. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> but uh, you know, FIU's a, a fun team to watch. Uh, you know, the style of play. They, they kind of got that havoc style. Uh, you know, similar to, to what VCU did uh, under Shaka Smart uh, back in the day when they made their run to the Final Four. So FIU is a, a fun team to watch, and and uh, it's definitely a, a, a different uh, contrast of style between the two teams. But, uh, you know, Liberty was able to, to manage that. You saw extended minutes for, you know, your your uh, your, your primary ball handlers like Caden and, and Kyle and, and, and Kyle and, and guys like Shiloh only had two minutes, Shiloh Robinson. So... Uh, but but it was a definitely a much much needed win, and uh, it was great to have the Flames uh, come out on top after you know starting off zero and three in in conference play. Yeah, FIU kind of reminds you of uh, almost like a young Kennesaw team. Like you can kind of see them like on the rise, like maybe Kennesaw a couple years ago. That's yeah. that's what they reminded me of in this one. And then we'll be we're gonna bring on Ben Sutherland here in just a second, but. The last game, this was the really good performance from Liberty. That performance that I think we've all kind of been waiting for and see you as they play. Uh, 82-66 winners over Sam Houston State, who came into Liberty uh, Arena undefeated, left uh, with a loss. Um, Liberty just a very balanced 41 points in both halves, uh, 1.25 points per possession. That's their highest since uh, UMES back in November. So just a really good overall performance. Will, what about this one? Yeah, um, I was a little late uh, turning into this one, um, so I didn't get to see kind of part of the first half. But um, what you said there, I thought, was was kind of what stuck out to me was just the balance that they had. Um, seemed like Sam Houston was on its heels, you know, <laughs> the, the whole game. So, um, yeah, I thought it was just a good performance. Again, Kyle Road coming in and, and five of six from three points. That's kind of what we've been – wanting to see from him. So um, just a good game. Yeah, Kyle and Caden, you know, combined 9 of 11 from 3. I think anytime those two uh, shoot the ball like that, we're going to be a tough out. I don't care who we're playing. And uh, it, it was definitely nice to see. And and part of me felt like, you know, during this game, maybe that win over FIU kind of, you know, getting the win out of the system, first winning league play. A lot of people talking about the 0-3 start. 
you know, they were able to, the team was able to relax a little bit maybe and, and uh, got out of their head a little bit and, and just went out and played basketball like we saw back in November. So it was good to see. And, and uh, you know, I think this is the Liberty basketball team we've got accustomed to seeing, you know, like during that trip in, uh, in to Myrtle Beach in November uh, around Thanksgiving time. So uh, it's a good confidence boost, these two wins. And, and now it's, you know, three straight on the road, which will be tough games, obviously starting up uh, on Saturday at Jack State. How about right. Colin Porter flirting around with a triple-double there? <laughs> How about Colin Porter getting nine rebounds? I mean, when have you ever yeah. had, had a 5'10 guard uh, with, with high heels on uh, getting nine rebounds in a game? That's that's impressive. Darius McGee stuff. That's yeah. McGee type yeah. stuff. All right, well, let's have a quick uh, word from our sponsor, Experience Leesburg. We'll be right back with Ben Sutherland. It's real Florida. It's old Florida. And it's close to all of the Central Florida attractions. Crystal clear natural springs in one of the largest chain of lakes. The beautiful lakefront city of Leesburg offers the best in outdoor adventures, fishing, and quaint shops and restaurants on historic downtown Main Street. Come visit and see how welcoming a hometown city feels. Experience Leesburg the way Florida is meant to be. All right, we are joined now by uh, Liberty Redshirt freshman Ben Sutherland. Uh, ben, you've kind of gotten a, uh, a more of an expanded role here of late, kind of settled into a, a rotation here for uh, for Richie McKay and the Flames. Uh, how's uh, how's the season going for you so far? Uh, you know, it's been good. Um, I'm happy to be able to help out the team however they need me um, and give time whenever they need it. Um, so I feel like I've done well and. I'm only going to get better, so I'm happy. I'm happy with how I'm doing and how the team's doing right now. Hey, um, Ben, thanks for your time tonight. Um, uh, kind of going back to what we were just talking about earlier and kind of recapping some of the games. This this last game against uh, Sam Houston State, did you feel that the the team is a little bit more loose after kind of breaking the ice with the FIU win and? Um, you know, does, does it help you guys play with a little bit more freedom um, after or getting one in and win column there? Yeah, I mean, the FIU win was – it felt really good. Um, we were excited with that one. I think we just took the momentum with that one to, into the Sam Houston game, and we'll continue that. Um, but we all knew what we can do. We didn't doubt ourselves at all. So it's just doing the same thing and trusting ourselves. Ben, thanks so much uh, for joining us. A lot of, lot of fun to, to catch up with you. But uh, you guys got about a week off right now, or exactly a week off when you go. Uh, you didn't play uh, since Saturday night against Sam Houston, and you don't play again till till this Saturday uh, evening against uh, Jack State. Uh, you normally play every three or four nights. What's it like, you know, uh, having a week off between games? Does it change the practice schedule any, or, or are you guys getting more work in the weight room, or, or what's it like uh, having a little bit of an extended break? Yeah, uh, it's been a little different. Uh, on Monday, we definitely had a harder lift uh, just because we have time to – cool off before our game. Um, but the coaches, same intensity for every practice. We did have a day off um, yesterday. So they, they're still uh, mindful of our bodies, but we've been pushed a little bit since we have some time to recover. Ben, I know this is your first season, but you know, maybe maybe take us a little bit behind the curtain. What's kind of been the the adjustment for the team to to conference USA? Obviously, 
you know, from, from most people's perspective, it feels like it's a, a much more physical league. Um, you have a lot more guys that are just like, like athletes as opposed to having, you know, maybe one or two guys that are, you know, have a lot of, of, of size and length. You have teams full of length on the other side. What's kind of that adjustment been like for you guys? Yeah, I mean, it is definitely different from the ASUN. I know I didn't play in the ASUN last year, but just there watching it um, and knowing all the guys' scouts, uh, it's like their four is like the three man in Conference USA. Yeah. Uh, so it's just as I get all shifts down one spot uh, with the size. But, you know, Coach Hornet, our strength coach, he's really good and he's gotten us ready for the physicality standpoint. But the length is definitely an adjustment. Um, but I think we're definitely starting to figure it out. And we'll be we'll be good. Ben, just from an a athlete's perspective, like yourself, um, you know, talk about that redshirt year that you had last year. Is it, uh, you know, the redshirt? Is it kind of frustrating, but also is it building anticipation for when you do get into the games uh, that next year when you know you're you're seeing time on the court, or you know, how, how does all of that kind of settle with you? Yeah, uh, I mean, redshirting is definitely not easy because uh, you, you have to practice every single day and um, work as hard as the other guys, maybe even harder, and you don't get to playing games. So, I mean, it's definitely a learning experience. I definitely grew a lot as a person and a player um, with the opportunity, but it takes a lot of mental toughness, and the guys who are redshirting this year are doing a good job with it already, just helping us out, and that's something we have to do. You have to be willing to serve and help up help up the team with uh, scout and stuff like that. So, so Ben, are you, you in your dorm room? Do you live on campus? Uh, I live off campus. Um, I'm with okay. Zach and Colin. Okay. So you guys room, room together. What, what's it like rooming with those uh, two stud uh, sophomores? <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, me and Zach are always, always laughing about something. Uh, we're pretty close and Colin, He's always he's with us too a bunch and it's it's just a lot of fun. So, so who's the neat one and who's the one that's always you know uh, ma- leaving a mess behind and who's the one that's saying hey uh, make sure you t- take out the trash today or whatever? Uh, I say Colin. I gotta give him credit. He's definitely the neat one. Um, I think that comes with being a point guard. He he has everything in line, but it's not too bad. It's pretty clean. So. All right, Ben, I got one last question for you. Then I'll let the other guys each ask one more. And this is the most important one. Uh, I see you uh, went to Sycamore High School. Uh, my uh, my parents live in Sharonville, Ohio, so right down the road. Uh, yep. Are you a Cincinnati Reds fan, Ben? Uh, I am a Reds fan. Actually, David Bell, he is uh, my second cousin. No so way. I got some ties <laughs> there, yeah. Okay, uh, well, you're, you're, sorry, you're sorry, gonna get Kyle another Road. podcast request. Sorry, Kyle Road. We got a uh, we got a new fan favorite here. <laughs> yep, uh, you're about to get another podcast request, I think, from Kirby. Uh, hey, there we go. Yeah, hey, uh, you know, one obviously, as you know, longtime fans of Liberty basketball, and all three of us, you know, uh, being alumni, um, you know, a lot of the times, like we we get called up on wins and losses, but we also know that Liberty is bigger than the results of basketball games. Like yeah. there's, there's more behind it that, that makes, you know, um, uh, enjoyment for us to pull for Liberty and enjoyment to pull for you guys. And so tell us a little bit about, you know, uh, Kirby already broke the ice from, um, 
you know, uh, calling you out from Cincy, but, um, you know, it, on the Liberty Flames notes, it talks about how um, your dad played at Wooster and, uh, you know, you got a cousin that played at Oregon and Kentucky and things like that. And, yeah. you know, tell us a little bit about like just kind of you coming up playing basketball. Like, did you play, uh, you know, rec league when you were little coming up through AAU and stuff like yeah. that? Or, you know, how, how does that um, how did b playing basketball come a, a passion for you? Yeah, so obviously my dad played in college, and then he was a coach from when he was like 24 or earlier till like he stopped coaching a couple years ago. So when I was born, I was in the gym. So I was always in the gym shooting around, um, always had a basketball in my hand. And then I have two older brothers, a younger brother and a younger sister, and we're all a basketball family. Um, I would always play up with my older brothers. Uh, I got pushed around a little bit, but definitely made me tougher. So. And then my cousin, like you said, she plays at Kentucky right now. Um, just a, a sports family and uh, especially a basketball family. So, Ben, uh, last question for you before we let you get out of here. And once again, appreciate you uh, coming on with us. Mm -hmm. But uh, 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 looking ahead to, to the conference tournament, Conference USA, it, it's uh, you know a neutral floor, which is different than than what Liberty's experienced the last several years in the Ace Sun, where you know if you got the one seed, you had to play at home throughout, or, or whatever the case may be. And, and Liberty got a lot of home games during that. Uh, how different? You know, do you think uh, it'll be? And I, I know this is looking ahead six weeks, and you got a game in two days. You've been focusing on, but uh, how different do you think it'll be? You know, just the atmosphere, the environment. Is it something you look forward to getting to play? You know, and see all the teams at, at one site. Yeah, um, it'll definitely be a change, uh, but I think it'll be fun. We played in a couple neutral site tournaments already. Um, I think the one thing is we probably won't have as many fans. Um, but we're still playing basketball. We still have to go against the other team, wherever it is. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I think it'll be a fun experience. Um, and hopefully we can go win it all. Ben right, just Dan. called out the fan base to, to make sure that they show up. I, I, I hope you guys do. Well, <laughs> they got some time. Next home game is not until February 8th. So we yeah. got some time. Let's, let's, let's gather the troops and, well, let's back out for uh, Middle Tennessee. Uh, well, Ben, sure. thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. I'm excited to see you kind of uh, growing into a role this year, and uh, best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, we're going to have a quick word from uh, our presenting sponsor, Jason Porter, and we'll be right back with uh, Associate Head Coach Derek Johnson. Well, hey, everybody. My name is Jason Porter. I'm with Legacy Real Team Development, and it's been a, a great partnership here with Sea of Red lately. Uh, I was with Liberty Athletics as the Associate Athletic Director for Sports Medicine, so took care of all of the uh, healthcare needs and coordinated that with a fantastic staff at Liberty um, in the athletic department, of course, for about uh, five or six years, and then uh, moved into real estate full time and uh, with Legacy Realty and Development. And uh, it's just been a great pleasure to continue to stay connected with my Liberty University uh, family and the athletics family as well. I've been enjoying serving them. Uh, a lot of the um, graduate assistants and some of the staff that I hired has come back now and has uh, been using me for residential services, which I really appreciate. But certainly do residential real estate as far as buying and selling of homes, of course. And then also uh, we have 
a strong commercial presence as well. So commercial real estate, um, obviously a very, very different animal than is residential, but uh, whether it's buying and selling commercial uh, properties or uh, just the leasing of properties, we can help with that as well. So it's uh, been a great uh, opportunity to service our commercial clients as well. And then certainly on the investment front too, a number of um, folks who have discovered the power of passive income through real estate and investing in real estate with rental properties or fix and flips, those kind of things. And so great joy to, um, to serve my clients in that capacity as well. The uh, other thing that I would add too is just a very, very full Rolodex at this point of contractors and subs and just different professional contacts that I've made through the years. So if I can ever provide any of those folks to you and all of a sudden you need a plumber or an electrician or a contractor to build your deck, whatever, I'd certainly be glad to give you access to that Rolodex and those references as well because a lot of times it's not exactly who you know, it's uh, who you know that knows how to do the job well. And so I would be glad to provide those services for you as well. So love Flames Nation, love taking care of um, my Liberty uh, family. And if there's ever anything I can do for you, my contact information is all right here on the screen. And I would love to be a uh, service to you and yours. Thanks so much. All right, we are joined now by Liberty Associate Head Coach Derek Johnston. Uh, Derek, thanks so much for coming back on. We we uh, we had you on last year and didn't scare you away. Brought you back for year two. How are we doing? Hey, you had to wait a year before you did, though. Like it was that scary. Um, how are you guys doing? <laughs> doing good. Doing good. Good. This uh, this season has kind of felt like five different seasons almost. I don't know if it feels like that to you, but. You guys had that incredible tournament um, in Myrtle Beach and then uh, had just a really grueling non-conference schedule. Start off slow in Conference USA, but it bounced back with two two big wins. Has this kind of been just a, a season where it just really uh, – you got to really stay the course? Yeah, I, they say basketball is a game of runs, right? Like, I guess it's a season of runs, too. Um, yeah, man, it's – I tell you, I was going back and looking, looking at it. This is the hardest non-conference schedule we've ever had. And combine that with in a new league, it's going to be the hardest conference schedule we've ever had. So, uh, you know, it, it's really challenging. I, I feel like the non-conference really prepared our guys for what conference USA is going to look like uh, with <clears throat> the athleticism, all those things. So it, it's really, you know, going to be a conference season, probably unlike any we've seen. Um, you know, you're looking at a champion, maybe he loses five or six games. And when's the last time we saw that? You know, so I, I just think the team that's able to outlast it, uh, those those will be the one there at the end. Is it is it weird that like no one's playing for home court advantage either? Does that like kind of also make a, a weird wrinkle into this whole thing? Yeah, I don't know if it affects much today. Um, you know, I, I do think there's a little part of you is like, is there that much of advantage? You know, of course, you got seating and stuff like that. And you get to wear the home jersey, but. You know, there there might not be as much pressure to secure a certain seed just because you're not going to get that home game out of it. Do you have a fa weird question? Do you have a favorite jersey of all the the different jerseys that the, the boys wear? We got some good ones over the year, man. Uh, I, the the white with the script is you know great. The red, yeah. I don't. Know, I like all of them. It depends on the night. Um, they they all look good when you win. So I, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
DJ, whichever one cut you cut down that sin is the best one. Yeah, I'm surprised Nick doesn't have the the records of uh, what what jersey we're in. You haven't gotten that. <laughs> he probably does. He probably does. does. Yeah, DJ, you got your uh, your glasses on, and you're in looks like a library. You got all studious on us tonight. Uh, no, I'm an old man now. Uh, I have the eyes of an 80 year old, I believe. Um, <laughs> when Aaron get out of the contacts, I can't. I, I I've got to do everything I can to try to help my, myself look a little smarter. Um, hopefully well, 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 you're looking the part tonight. So I appreciate that. Hey, so uh, Derek, tell us what was it like? You know, as you guys were going through that three game, you know, losing streak to start off conference play. Obviously, two of those games, you know, at Western Kentucky, at Louisiana Tech. There's a lot of teams in Conference USA are going to lose those games. I mean, those are good teams on their home floor and tough at venues. Uh, but, you know, as you're going through that, you know, what's the mood in the locker room? What what are you and, and Coach McKay and the other coaches, you know, saying to the team? Is it is it really, you know, what we're hearing externally about, you know, just stay the course, stay locked in, you know, keep doing the same thing we do every day, and it, it'll eventually, you know, right itself? Yeah, there were probably a lot of things going through all of our heads. Um, I, I think beforehand you could look at it and it's like that's one of the hardest stretches of our season. Um, you know, two, two of the hardest road games in league play, if you're just looking at it before the, the year starts, uh, against really good teams, Jack State, we know how, how good they are and what a good job Coach Harper does there. Um, so you knew it was going to be hard. You know, of course, you don't like losing. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you're playing. You don't like losing. So there's part of you after it's like, man, we, what, what can we do better? Uh, what can we improve on uh, to win those games? And on the back end of it, their perspective is healthy. Uh, you think you're two possessions away from two of the biggest road wins in league play. And basketball is a really random game, you know, a really random game. And uh, there's a lot of what ifs and, you know, like you don't shoot the ball well one night. And like we talked about, we're going to want to win the game when we don't shoot it well. So, like, how do we solve those things? So, you know, I, I think, uh, one, I really appreciate how, how Coach – has approached our team with it that uh yeah there's a reality in things that that we need to improve upon there's a reality that there's randomness in basketball um and there's good for it good force in it like uh, god's doing something for our good and i've been proud of our guys that that they've kind of outlasted that stretch um there's more coming believe you me but uh it really i, I don't think shook their confidence too much and i know at the very least like we didn't splinter. We didn't have a bunch of guys pointing fingers, um, which is very easy to do when you, you know, experience some, some things you have in a while. Coach, one thing I was looking at, we were talking about earlier is uh, all three of the first teams that you played all rank in the top 100 in defensive efficiency. And I, I share with the guys that in the ASUN, there was not a single team that ranked in the yeah. top 100 last year. So me just looking at the numbers, those are cool. And they, they tell that part of the story, but as the coach, what makes those three teams so tough to score on as Liberty's kind of built a culture of being an elite offensive program over the last few years? Yeah, they're a combination of things. Obviously, they're, they're well coached. Like, they have a plan, right? And uh, that's just half the battle, though. Like, they have good players that are athletic. They're long. They play hard. Um, you know, and they're hard to play against at times. And I, I hope, like, some of it, we can control some of it better next time against some of those teams. And I think Nick, you're, you're a shot quality guy. You, you, you may have subscription. 
Um, you know, a couple of those games, maybe are, are, are the quality of our shot didn't match exactly how we shot it. Uh, but there, there's a reason why those teams are good. You know, they're, they're well coached and they have a plan. And, um, you know, they, I think our ability to stay continuous against some of those teams and, you know, if you can dribble past and shoot, it helps. Well, you guys are well coached too, but you know, on a kind of a weird week where there's no midweek games, yeah. um, does not that you're looking past the next game, um, but does it give you a chance to get ahead when you don't have any midweek games to kind of look at what's down the road, any at all, or does uh, Coach McKay prefer you to just focus on the next game and, and not go too far ahead? I, I don't know if it, it changes that approach in our scouting as much. Um, it gives you a little more margin to maybe look at, at some things big picture. You know, you're able to spend a little more time uh, recruiting, a little more time with your guys, a little more time with your family, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, I, as far as like looking ahead and, and the scouting rhythm we have, I mean, I don't know if it changes a ton. It, it give, provides you more margin where you don't have to feel crunched to get everything done prepping for the next team. And you're able to, I wouldn't say self-scout, but worry about your own team a little more. Um, but it does, I think, provide more margin to look a little more big picture at times, which is helpful when you're in the thick of it. Coach, uh, you, you mentioned recruiting there. I wanted to ask you, and when, when you're, you know, in the living room of a, a high school prospect, or I don't even know if you guys still go to living rooms. That's what they always say. But when you're out there make, making a sales pitch or, or talking to, to a recruit, what, what are you saying? Uh, you know, how do you describe, you know, Liberty basketball? Because uh, we hear you guys talk so much yeah. about, you know, how it's a family, how it's a unique atmosphere. And and for me, being so close to it, I, I, I can sense that. But how do you try to describe that to, you know, not just the, the athlete or the prospective athlete, but their family as well? Yeah, the best thing we got is the people. That's the best thing we got. Like, and you guys know our, our deal well. We've got some cool stuff. You can walk into Liberty Arena and it's got some the bells and whistles. And um, we, we have some uh, elite uh, you know, Coach Horner, Rob Horner, our strength coach of the lead, he's going to make them strong. We, that Those things aren't going to make you happy. Like, those things aren't going to make you a better player. They're not going to make you a good student. They're not going to help you grow spiritually. Um, they just take away excuses, right? Like, the people are going to be the ones that make your experience. And for us, that that's hopefully our separator. Um you know, and we, we, we're going to tell them we're going to compete at a really high level. We're going to work really hard to win a lot of games. And that's not the reason why we're here. So I, I think guys that, that want a high level of basketball, that, you know, want a good education, that want to be in a place that, that challenges their spiritual pursuit. Um, I don't know if many that match kind of what we've got going on. It's not for everyone, but it, it's really cool if you want that. All right, so Coach, uh, Zach Cleveland has taken a pretty big leap, it, it, it looks like, from, from from watching the games this year. I got a stat for you. He's one I love of, it. Love it. I knew it was coming. Let's go. One of four players in all of college basketball with 230 points, 120 rebounds, 75 assists, and 15 blocks. Talk about his development and what's kind of made him kind of reach the, this next level this season. I thought you were going to ask me who are the other three. Uh, <laughs> do you want to know for it i don't know uh man i, I tell you it's something that 
you saw progress as the year went along last year, you know, and he had that, that bout of mind in the middle of it that kind of set him back a little, but you know, Zach, he, the thing that gets him in the door is in his competitiveness, you know, like he, he is an extreme competitor and won't back down from anyone. Um, and you, you saw as the year went along last year, his ability to make plays with the ball and he'll, he'll play with some fearlessness and audacity. Um, you know, combine that with, with all of you stuff you've seen this year, his ability to pass, his physicality with the ball, um, his unselfishness, his ability to put pressure on the rim. You know, it makes for a great blend of player that uh, really clicks well with the unselfish guys we have around him. And, you know, he'll be the first to tell you that all the guys around him have really helped him as well. Like, we have a group that, honestly, they don't really care who scores. They're worried about, okay, how can we best score against them? And it's going to depend on the night. Like, is it going to depend on what they're doing defensively, who they've got out there defensively, who do we have out there? Um, but his versatility with all that, within all that, has been really key for our season. Do you guys expect um, defenses in the Conference USA to kind of adjust to um, Zach Cleveland's game and, um, you know, a little bit more than they have going forward? Um, and is there like another guy that you see that maybe could have a, you know, kind of a strong impact that maybe is maybe a little bit under the radar that we just haven't seen yet? Yeah, to, to answer your first one, I mean, they're good coaches in the league. They're going to try to stop you from doing what you do or, or what's hurting them. So, yeah, like Zach's had some some good games. He's distributed well. He scored it well. So there's going to be teams that, that game plan um, for all of our guys and then dial certain things up based on what's hurting them that night. Um, that, I think that's one of the great things about our team is that we've got so many guys that can make a play, you know, and you, you've seen it throughout the season. It's, you know, look, look at Kyle and Porter's stat line the last time out, Caden Matheny, Kyle Rode. Um, man, I keep going like JV, like his ability to get extra possessions. He, he like Joseph's probably the best cutter in the country. Like if you're able to, to watch enough of it, um, there's so many guys, Brody Peebles. I mean, the impact he's had on, on that end of the floor. And, uh, man, he, he's really had a great year. Uh, the guy you just had on, Ben Sutherland, you know, he, he's had a great year. He had a great summer, you know, was out there in the fall for a stretch that uh, kind of tampered his development. But we've got a lot of guys that can make a play. And I think if we're playing in freedom and, like, we're, we have that confidence about us, I think there's a lot of di different options that we have. So uh, there's a bunch of guys. Well, I'm I'm answering your question by not answering your question, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, I, I think that's one of the beauties of, of maybe how we play sometimes is, like, I don't know exactly what the possession is going to look like. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like right now because we've got guys that are going to, like, do what our, our thing is be great at what you're good at, right, really highlight your strengths. And then the defense is going to tell you what to do. So it's going to depend on the night, but I, I do think we have a lot of guys that, that can hurt the defense. So we've got three straight road games coming up, and uh, I, I'm curious, uh, what, what does Coach Johnson do uh, in the night before the game at the hotel or in the morning as you're waiting around for tip to come, uh, and, you know, just trying to waste time? 
what what are you doing? Are are you getting an extra nap in? Doing some film study? What, what what's going on? Well, there's not a whole lot of time wasting going on. I can tell you that. I probably should. So we we uh, had our first child in May. We've got an eight month old. I should be getting a nap in, but uh, <laughs> those don't happen. You know, usually it's it's prepping for the night before. It's kind of prepping for one of the next things, whether that's a, a, the next scout. So because we we've got such quick turnarounds, like you've kind of pretty much have to have a prep the next prep done by the time the next game this game starts so doing some of those things obviously recruiting is a, a 365 thing that you're always working on um hopefully there's a little bit of margin there the night before and then you know for me the day of the game we're kind of redirecting back to that that prep and that scout with our team you know me internally um so I try to get a workout in. I don't know if that's 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 the margin you're looking for. I don't have a, a particular routine or anything like that. It's honestly you, you've got a little bit of margin, especially being on the road um, in the hotel, a little more time to make sure you got your T's crossed and your I's dotted and uh, you can get ahead on some things. Who's on your uh, pregame playlist? You know, I'm probably the worst guy to ask that question, John. I know, I know you're expecting, you know, a, a fire playlist coming out here. I, uh, I'm more of a podcast guy, honestly. Okay. So, uh, so you're listening to the Sea Red podcast before the game. Sea Red podcast only. <laughs> there you go. There you Every go. word you say, just know I'm hearing it. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe if you guys throw in some music on the podcast, I'll get my music fixed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to have Richie Longshot to make a playlist for, for coach. <laughs> hey, hey, there you go. Uh, I want to ask you about uh, the three players that are red shirting this year. Uh, uh, Jalen Davis, uh, Curtis Blair, the third, and then uh, Caillou. I want to ask you just about kind of their development. And secondly, those players are all very big for their, positions that they play do you, do you think that's something that'll be a, a a big um advantage for you guys next year in conference usa play yeah that's the hope i we're, we're excited about those guys like they've had a really good intent um about this season I, I, we've probably discussed on here before like the red shirt year is hard it is because it's the longest you've ever gone without playing a game like an actual game and we're approaching i always call it kind of the dog days of the red shirt year where it's like, man, this has been long. You can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit. Um, and, and I've been excited. All three of those guys have, throughout this month of January, it continued to trend upward. So we're hopeful about all of them. And I, I think they all provide something unique to our team. I do really like their length. I like their skill level for their length. Um, They've done a great job. Again, Rob, our strength coach, has done a great job with them in the weight room. That That's where they get a ton, more than our, our regular guys. They're in the weight room so much. And that's, as you've seen, such a big deal in Conference USA, just being able to withstand the, the physical load on a nightly basis. So I, Kai, Jalen, and, and Curdy, they all, I think, have a bright future for us, and um, especially if they continue the, the intent they've got right now. Uh, just last one for me, coach. Um, we appreciate your time, especially with, a sure. <laughs> with a baby in the house, uh, know how that is, but, um, uh, just an honest question. Cause I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a basketball player. I do have four years of eligibility left. If you, uh, I can't shoot the three, but I feel like my defense is pretty decent. Um, 
But, you know, with a, a week off, and, I mean, you said it earlier yourself, sometimes the way you guys were shooting the ball uh, did not match up to the shot quality. Does a week off, does that produce the opportunity for um, rested legs to get crisper shots off, or is that – or would we expect a little bit of rust, or is it just kind of just too hard to tell? I don't know. I mean, it, what it, you can build whatever narrative you want based on how we start playing Saturday night, yeah. if I'm being real. Like – I don't know. I, I've been some, you had a long layoff and you've been cooking afterwards. I've had some where it looks like you haven't played basketball in six months. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think it'll have much effect on our process. Um, yeah. Now, how, how long have you been resting? Like maybe that helped your jumper. Uh, you got four uh, years left. Like how, how, yeah, how yeah. Uh, about 40 you, years. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so <laughs> if, if that's the case, you should be drilling it. Like we need yeah, to sign yeah. you up. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I, I, I think we've had a great week of practice. You know, I, I do think our preparation's been good. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think they'll have much deal in our process, but feel free to write the story as you, as you see fit based on uh, <laughs> how we start playing on uh, on Saturday. Now, now, coach, you uh, you coached at uh, in Huntsville for a number of years, didn't you? So you you'll be uh, getting to go back home, if you want to call it that. Uh, uh, now, was that the same arena that that you guys played in, or is it a different no, facility? No, the the VBC, the Von Braun Center uh, downtown. Um, they actually redid it recently. Um, we didn't play there; we played on campus. But I, I have played in that building before. You know, it's probably what six thousand or something like that. Um, so it, it'll be a, you know, if we have to go neutral site, it's a great city for a neutral site. Huntsville is the biggest city in the, in the state of Alabama now and, um, has a ton of stuff to do. Uh, you know, Ben, you said Ben was trying to bring people to the games. Like Huntsville is a good spot. Like come to the conference tournament. Like there's plenty of stuff to do. And, uh, the, the group, the 980 group that's doing the tournament is the same group that did our Alabama game. Like they are pros at doing it. So I think that they'll do a great job. I think the environment will be good obviously different than on-campus sites but uh yeah we're, we're excited if it has to be a, a neutral site i think huntsville is not a bad spot all right well coach uh we really appreciate your time uh you're asking about shot quality i i canceled my subscription and broke my computer after i saw that kennesaw score uh last march uh never never looked at it again so uh, well at least at least you canceled before you broke your computer and you're not getting charged. <laughs> Well, Coach, we do appreciate your time. Uh, uh, best of luck with this uh, this uh, tough upcoming stretch for you guys. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys, man, and how you brand our program, how you support us. Um, I, I, I'm just telling you, like, I, I have a lot of friends at, you know, similar level to us. And the fan support uh, is not the same level and, and the coverage that it gets not the same level. So please know how much we appreciate what you do and uh, wh- how you support Liberty Athletics and our, our deal. All right. Awesome. Good stuff. All right. We'll catch up again soon. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Thank we're going to have a qu- quick word from uh, Flames Rising, and then we'll be right back to uh, wrap this up. Hey, Flames Nation. This is Kyle Rode. This is Rachel Root. This is Kato Solitaire. We would just want to say thank you for supporting athletes like us through the Flames Rising Collective. The Flames Rising Collective is a registered 501c3, providing opportunities for student athletes to use their name, image, and likeness while serving our local community. 100% of everything contributed to the collective will go directly to creating name, image, and likeness opportunities for Liberty student athletes. Help us be champions for Christ and champions on the field. Flames. 
All right. Uh, so that was fun, man. He's always he's always awesome. Always so honest with his answers. Um, definitely really enjoyed having him on. And uh, yeah, this is a tough stretch coming up, fellas, for the uh, the Flames. It feels like every it, it's just it's, it feels so different. Like like I've been, we've been so conditioned, Will and John and in the A Sun and the Big South. Like all right, well we got like these four games are going to be really tough, and then the rest is you know we're going to be heavily favored every night. I mean, I know Liberty is is favored in every game the rest of the way, but there's a lot of you know three point, uh, you know four point, five point, you know uh, favorites in this one, but but three straight on the road: Jacksonville State, New Mexico, and UTEP. I want to ask you this, John. I I feel like I feel like there's a little budding rivalry that I know neither one of them would admit it. But with uh, with with Coach McKay and and, and uh, Harper at uh, Jacksonville State, do you kind of do you kind of sense that? I mean, there has to be, right? I mean, you know, Jacksonville State into that forty plus game win streak. Uh, Liberty had at home, uh, first ever loss. Liberty suffered at Liberty Arena a couple years back, and then uh, they got us again. Uh, you know, just a couple weeks back, and and that's really the one loss that kind of. You know, as I look back on it, that that stings a little bit. Uh, that that's one we just did not play well. Lost by ten at home. Uh, that's one that you know come tournament time, uh, and we're talking about seeding uh, there in early March. We might look back to that and scratch our head, like you know, why did that happen? But um, you know, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Jacksonville State's kind of, uh, I guess you could say they've had our number a little bit, but. Don't go back and look at the scores from last year because, I mean, we flat out embarrassed them both times we played. And and this is obviously a, a better team in Jacksonville State uh, than than they had last year. And and uh, they showed a lot of improvement. Now, they are struggling. I mean, what, what have they lost now? Like three in a row. They three just lost yeah. last night. Uh, Middle Tennessee got their first conference win, knocking off the Gamecocks. Uh, and, and, you know, so they're going to be hungry. Liberty's going to be coming in there. Uh, wanting to get a win and, and right the ship and and even the the score I guess I should say from that 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 loss uh, a couple weeks back but but yeah I think it's a little bit of a rivalry uh, going on uh, it'll be interesting I mean uh, you know maybe I don't think we've seen these two teams play in conference play or tournament play yet so uh, a lot of times that's where the the rivalries really get cemented uh, so so that could happen here in in uh, in a few weeks in Huntsville. Yeah, they got that uh that cheap NCAA tournament berth. Uh, <laughs> they didn't even win the tournament. Bellerman won. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, that night was. Uh, I hate to go back to it, but when we lost to Bellerman, because Jacksonville State was playing Jacksonville that night, like, yep. and I think it was like an hour or so before tip. So, or maybe it was the same time, but you saw that score go final before the Liberty game was over. And you're thinking, man, if Liberty can win this game, we're gonna be playing at home against Jacksonville. Like, you know. Well, anyways, let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> it all went downhill from there. Well, I, I mean, I'm expecting that 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 Liberty's going to be really fired up for this game on on Saturday. This is this is one like if I'm if I'm looking at at the schedule coming up, Liberty doesn't know really any of the teams. I mean, obviously they're going to want to you know return the favor to Louisiana Tech at home, but there there's no other team that that. I think really you're going to have that the same fire for than you're going to have on Saturday. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think there's a lot, just a lot to prove. Um, I'm sure you're going to give us a graphic with the 
with the standings as well at some point, but it, it all feels like it's still a roll of the dice. I mean, we're just five games in um, on the Liberty side and it, you don't really have any kind of feel, you know, it, besides Louisiana tech kind of just how the rest of the conference shakes out quite yet. So I, I've got mental images of Randy Dutton on the sidelines stomping his foot at Greg Marshall because uh, Winthrop always had, you know, Liberty's number and, um, so, yeah, I, I could see a little bit of a, a rivalry beginning to spark there, even though it's probably under the radar a little bit. You, you know, Nick, as we look ahead to these next three road games, and and one thing that I've you know put out an article about it a little bit today, uh, but I just want to provide a little bit more color to that, is Conference USA, we've talked about it so much, but it's so much different, especially this season, than what we've gotten used to in the A-Sun. In the A-Sun, Liberty would run out to a 13-3, and you know, 14-2, and whatever record in conference play. And there might be another team, a Lipscomb or UNF or whoever, Jacksonville State that one year that are kind of right there with them, Bellarmine during the COVID year, um, you know, with a similar record or, or closely behind but um, we're not going to see that this year. You know, the, the Conference USA champion, I think uh, Ken Palm currently has got predicted uh, Louisiana Tech, uh, I think maybe 12 and four, I think is, or 11 and five, something like that. And Liberty at 10 and six is what their predict, predicted record is right now. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is nobody's going to go 14 and two in conference. Nobody's going to go you know, 13 and three in conference. I, I do think the conference champion is going to end up with at least four, probably five, maybe six losses, depending. Louisiana Tech's the one that's, you know, I could see them going a 12 and four type thing. But so, you know, saying that, you know, Liberty's got those three losses. So, yeah, we, we got to dig ourselves out of a hole, but we're, you know, I think now two games out of first place uh, after uh, the, the win that um, Louisiana Tech picked up tonight. But, we're right there. I mean, we are right there, and, and we got to take care of business. But as as I get back to these three conference games, three road games coming up, like if we go one and two, like again, I, I want to go three and oh, and I think we can go three and oh. But if we go one and two, it doesn't mean, oh no, we're back, you know, we're we're not a good team, we're struggling. That's that's not the truth because we still at one and two in these next three would still be on pace to, to go a 10 and six, it would be tif- difficult because that would be, give us five losses. But if we can get to two and one, a two and one trip in these three would be huge because if you go two and one, you're right there, you know, you're back to 500 in conference play. You're probably within a game or so of first place. Uh, and I think you would be trending towards at least a 10 and six, maybe 11 and five finish in the regular season and that's probably good enough to get you at least second seed maybe the number one seed and it'll come down to to some tiebreakers and things like that but that's one thing that I've kind of been reminding myself this week is as we get prepared for this three-game trip uh, it's going to be a tough trip I don't expect to go three no we could but um, Western Kentucky just played at New Mexico State and at Utah dropped both games they're competitive games you know uh, single digit scores and now they're two and three in conference play and we were just talking about them being one of the best teams and i think they are but um you know it's tough to win on the road uh it's tough to win on the road in conference play and it's tough to win on the road in in conference usa play so let's just remember that as we go through this this next three game stretch even if we go one and two uh it's okay we're we're still going to be in the mix and there's a lot of teams bunched up together in the middle of those standings and i think that's going to be how it plays out for most of the the season yeah. yeah, and the seating, the seating, I think, still matters. You know, as far as who you're going to draw and the 
the first round, but you know, like we talked about with coach, um, that it's a, it's a neutral site, right? So, you know, while it still matters, it's just, it's just different. Um, so, you know, I, I think if you, John, if that, in that scenario, um, you, you kind of set yourself up well, I think for the, for however you get seated. Yeah. And, and John, I think it was a good point that you brought up here. I, I, I know I put this graphic up and, oh my gosh, Liberty's favored in every single game. But but they're favored 59%, 67%, 65%. If you run the numbers on all three of those happening, it's 25.6%. So, like, you're not supposed to go 3 now. You're supposed to go 2-1 and one in this situation. So, yeah, 2-1 and one would be great. You keep it moving. Um, I really don't think, with the NIT being... Um, pretty much eliminated for Liberty. Cause I don't, th- I don't think Liberty is going to have enough to have an at large. Maybe, I don't know. It'd be, it'd have to really play. If Liberty plays well enough to get an NIT at large, they're probably going to be the number one seed in the CUSA. So I don't really think it matters. I, I really don't think the seeding matters very much in, in conferences. I'm going to pull it up here. Um, this does not include the one game from today. And this also doesn't include wow. the, the tiebreakers. <laughs> I just threw this in here. Liberty right now would be the seven. That would be phenomenal for Liberty. Liberty would play Sam Houston in the first game, and then they would get a day off, <laughs> and, and then they would go to the semifinals if they win and play the winner of New Mexico, but West Kentucky, and Louisiana Tech's the other side of the bracket. Like, is is the two seed really better? The three seed really better than that? I don't, you know. So, really. You just hope wherever you land, you're on the other side of Louisiana Tech. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And it kind of does smack in the face to see that 7C next to your name. We're so used to, to the one or the two that we've had for so many years. But, no, I agree with you. I think it, it once we get later into it, in late February into March, uh, we can talk about, you know, uh, seeding and that sort of thing. But, I mean, I, I probably would take, take the seed numbers off. I'd probably take this uh, – this uh this pairing today i mean uh haven't uh, you know we saw what we could do against sam houston and, and again i mean they could get us that they're a good team too but uh I, I would take that i think i think fiu is an interesting team too uh and middle tennessee as well we could talk about them too but i think fiu is an interesting team just because the contrast of styles like things went well for us last week but um you know when we played them at, at home but they're one that that if you know, they get you out of your comfort zone a little bit, so you never know um, how that game's going to go. But, man, I am I actually was just planning out, you know, I got a few extra days off this week, uh, you know, from, from basketball games. I was planning out my, my trip to Huntsville, and I hope others can make the trip too. Uh, as it happens to be during spring break for my kids, so uh, we're going to go down for a few days. And, and I'm planning to be down through uh, Saturday night into Sunday morning and uh, – We'll see how, how that goes. But it should be a really good, fun, entertaining uh, tournament because the anybody could win. I do think Louisiana Tech, maybe Liberty, kind of stand out a little bit. But other than that, not by much. And, and there, there's six, seven teams I think could win the tournament. The pro, props arena, props arena. Um, I mean, I know Von Braun is like the big the big one in Huntsville. Is this a, at a at a – Camp like a college campus there in Huntsville, or no? It's like a convention center. It is um, the Von Braun Center at oh, okay, or Von Braun Center 
Pros, I don't know. They're 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 the same place, Von Braun oh, Center okay. and Probe Serena. But it, it like Coach Johnson was mentioned, it recently got uh you know remodeled or something. I don't I don't know all the details about it, but uh, it, it seats about five or six thousand. I think it's a good venue. They're going to be men's and women's tournament going on at the same time, so that's actually why the quarterfinals are split up like that because you'll have the women's tournament coinciding with this. So uh, on March 13th, you know, the, the those games are at night, the 13th and 14th. The women will be playing their quarterfinals, uh, two on the 13th and two on the 14th, and then also the semifinals on the 15th as well. So um, it, it's kind of an interesting schedule because you can go from playing, you know, like if you're if you're like the three seed, you could play at 8 o'clock on, on the 14th and then turn around and have to play at 2 o'clock the next day in the semifinals. So it could be a quick quick turnaround for for some teams but but yeah it's it's an interesting setup but again i think it's going to be a, a lot of fun uh basketball being played entertaining and anybody can win just about any night i i don't know why i know this but the von braun was a member of the nazi party i don't i don't know how to respond to that <laughs> i don't I think, think there's a good response it's just while we have an arena like named after uh somebody in the nazi party Again, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure yeah. I should respond to that in, in any way. <laughs> I mean, I can't contribute to the X's and O's, so I have to contribute somehow. You contributed. <laughs> uh, yeah, just w- wait till we get to the the last uh, the the last game of the season, and um, and I'm up here advocating that we lose, that we tank to Western Kentucky if we're the the five seeds, so we could fall down to the six and be on the other side of Louisiana Tech and have people in my mentions and like hey it's smart tank it tank it um <laughs> spoken like a true cincinnati red fan oh, <laughs> oh, oh let's get some higher draft picks oh oh uh but looking at wrap this up with, with usa I, I just john and, and will uh these these next couple games man they're tough all three on the road i feel like so many of these at least from what i've watched so many of these conference USA teams are so much better at home, which I do kind of I, I do think that kind of gives Liberty an edge in the um in a neutral site. I feel like Liberty's kind of well, they already won a neutral site tournament, so that's kind of a good good thing to have. But I kind of feel like Liberty's almost more built for like a neutral site than maybe some of these other teams that kind of, you know, they're relying on the defense and the energy and that kind of stuff where where Liberty's just kind of a team that that they come up, they show up, they shoot, and you know, all those kind of things. But um um, these, these next two games, um, next three games, I mean, UTEP and, um, New Mexico state, they are much, much different teams at home, but, but yeah, I guess maybe to my larger point, I, I definitely do feel like their Louisiana tech has established themselves as number one. We got to accept that. Um, again, I, I still think Liberty was heads and shoulders above Kennesaw state last year. And that didn't really mean a whole lot in, in a one game scenario. Um, but I guess, John, any anything else? I know Middle Tennessee finally got their first win uh, last night. Um, any of these other teams kind of stand out to you right now? Yeah, these uh, the UTEP New Mexico State teams, they're, they're teams I haven't watched much of uh, so far this year. I mean, I, I've been trying to pay attention a little bit uh, tonight as they were playing and, and uh, this week. But um, so I'm interested to see how those games go next week for Liberty. Um, they're, they're teams that I th- just from what I think from looking at you know their resumes and things I, I think they have the potential to, to win especially at home against anybody in the league but then you know it seems like when they're going on the road they're, they're not playing as well 
uh, as you know on their home floor. So, so I'm interested to see you know how Liberty matches up against them, especially on the road. Those are two uh, two two venues that Coach McKay's been to before uh, from his time as head coach at New Mexico. So he's talked about you know going to Las Cruces and going to El Paso. So uh, it'll be interesting to to see how those those games go, but. Jacksonville State's another one. They've kind of been hot and cold all season, and they've continued that into to conference play, and And uh, I, I'm not sure just how good they are. Again, I think a lot of these teams uh, are kind of the same, you know, from – you know, I think I think Louisiana Tech probably is, you know, I think you would have to put them at number one. Then I think Liberty and Western Kentucky are kind of like 2A and 2B. Then I think from Jacksonville State on down, uh, certainly through New Mexico State, they're, they're all pretty much – you know, the same and similar teams. I think FAU is is a step behind those others. Middle Tennessee is another one that, you know, if they can, you know, start to reel, you know, reel together a couple wins, which they've got another winnable game Saturday. I have to look at the schedule, forget who they're playing, but they got another win- winnable game then. And they, they could 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 start to make things interesting after starting 0 and 4. FIU at home on Saturday. You would think yeah. they would win that one. Um, yeah. So. Will, any other, I guess, Will, any other maybe, you know, final thoughts as we kind of, um, you know, wrap this up? It's just, it's been nice to see, you know, the the, the team, get, you know, get back on track after that last game against Sam Houston was just like, really like, okay, this is Liberty basketball there. Um, and, and the FIU is one of the, the, the weaker defensive teams. So that was kind of one of those like, okay, they were supposed to play well against them. But Sam Houston, they weren't necessarily supposed to play well, and they did. Uh, I think it's just an adjustment for this offense. And um, I, I think you're going to probably see a lot of ups and downs. I think you're going to see some games uh, the rest of the way where you're like, oh, that's that Liberty offense I love. And you're going to probably see some other, you know, games like that, like those Western Kentucky and Jacksonville State games where they're they're pretty ugly. Hopefully Liberty can can turn some of those ugly games and grind out some, some ugly wins. That would be nice to see. Like that would really, you know, help build some confidence and some experience going into the the tournament because you're probably going to have to win at least one ugly game in the tournament. Uh, but that's kind of where I'm at. Will, any other final thoughts? Yeah, it'd be nice if that was the uh, that little stretch was the only bumpy road of the season, but it probably won't be. <clears throat> um, and so, you know, I, I think for the most part, we're all kind of resigned to that now that we, we kind of know that. Um, I still think it'll be interesting against Jacksonville State to see how they come out without the midweek game. Um, are they going to come out rusty? You know, they had for three games, it's like they had shot cold and lost their shot. Two games, they kind of started getting that back. And then you have this long layoff. So I think it'll be interesting to see if that, if it'll be a case of rested legs and, and the shots are, are falling uh, like we know that they can and we expect that they do. Um, or will there be rust that they're going to have to, you know, have a, a good second half maybe in a, in a game against Jacksonville State? Yeah. Uh, my, my final thought, uh, Nick, before we uh, wrap it up, um, uh, you know, it, it's it's a lot of fun. I just want to say Conference USA has been a lot of fun getting to know some of these teams, these coaches and, and these players and and getting to, to used to a new conference as far as the competition level. And and uh, it was fun, you know, even though we lost to, to watch a Louisiana Tech game on ESPN2, uh, you know, once we get off of here, I'm going to go turn on the second half of this uh, game on CBS Sportsnet between uh, Sam Houston and, and uh, you know, who they got, New Mexico State. 
and uh, watch some of that. So it's a lot of fun. I was watching Western Kentucky. They had Tyler Hansborough as the color commentator uh, tonight. So that he, he's a little rusty. He's not as good on the mic as he was on the floor, but I'm sure he's working some of that out, work, working the kinks out. But it's just been a lot of fun. I mean, it's a lot different. You know, like I said earlier, you're not going to see a team run out and, and run away with this thing at, at 14 and two or something like that in conference play. That's a lot of competition. It's really hard to grind out some of these wins on the road. And, and you got to do the same thing at home. I mean, we still got, you know, teams like Louisiana Tech, Western Kentucky, and others, you know, coming into Liberty Arena that won't be easy wins. So, uh, you know, it's good to see the team get the get the wins under their belt last week. And now hope, you know, as you go on the road for three straight, you hope hope to string together a couple more wins. And uh, they won't be easy, but it's going to be fun uh, following along. Yeah, Jack State, after they played Liberty, after they, they beat Liberty at, at Liberty Arena, they lost to Western Kentucky by 11, lost to Louisiana Tech at home by 17, and lost by eight to Middle Tennessee. So they have not been playing the same since then. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I do think the, the team's going to come out really motivated on Saturday and, uh, I'm excited. I, I like these games that have a little bit of extra juice and, uh, I think we'll have it. Hopefully they just, you know, beat the snot out of them and it's never competitive. That would be great. All right. Well, thanks so much to everyone for joining us tonight. If you have not hit the like button, hit the like button, uh, be sure to subscribe to see a red on YouTube. Um, help these guys with, with, with all the great work that they do. We're getting close to a thousand followers on YouTube, so uh, that's the that's the magic wow. number. So uh, hopefully we can hit that by football season. Help us out and subscribe. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. All right. Well, for for John, for Will, thanks to our sponsors, uh, Jason Porter Real Estate, uh, Ironclad Coffee, and uh, Visit Leesburg. Uh, I'm Nick. Have a great night and go Flames. <laughs> Thank you.